Welcome to Cosmic Explorations Podcast, curated by the cosmos, narrated by Veva Cristina. Hello! Exploring the universe in and of us through a cosmic storytelling of astrology. In Cosmic Explorations, we like to play with an embodied invocation of the zodiac energies through your incarnation and therefore a unique earthly manifestation of the higher consciousness. Your energetic blueprint is a masterful mosaic of all of these energies. So I want to welcome you to this cheeky journey of sensual shadow play as we claim our liberated authentic expression through expanded pleasure and playful embodiment as a new default for living and loving. Hello cosmic lovers. It is so good to be here with you. Welcome, welcome. Okay, well, ah, (laughs) I have a very special episode for you today. And I know I say this every time, but it is true. They're all very special to me. And this one comes in double magic. (laughs) So about a week ago now, I followed my sacral response to this event that was happening in another town here in Bali. And I just felt like I really needed to be there. And of course, it was a beautiful manifestation of me listening to my intuition and following my authority in human design. It led me to bumping into one of my favorite humans in the whole world that I had no idea was even in Bali. We met at this community in Sweden called Ansbaka last summer of 2021. And there was this like instant soul recognition of like, yo, we come from the same star family for sure. You know, that kind of like sassy one, the hippies of the universe. Yeah those us (laughs) Um, and I don't want to go into too much details in the intro because I know I'm famous for long intros Um, but we do drop some of the pieces of that story here and there anyway this epic human we meet up a few days after to catch up and we had such a beautiful conversation that it just kind of drops yo I want to have you on Cosmic Explorations podcast. And he's actually been on my list since the beginning of me starting to invite guests. I was just kind of like, it's going to come when the moment is right. And bam, bam, bam. Here it was. And I think it's also a beautiful representation of listening. Yeah, being in the flow with your authority. Again, you know, I have an emotional authority, meaning that I will need to wait longer times sometimes before my body tells me now it's time. I also have the channel mutation. Anyway, I, I'm not going to give you my personal reading <laughs> in this intro, but I do want to introduce you to Bodhi. I don't know if he goes under Bodhi Samuel, um, but Bodhi is enough. He comes with this profound simplicity and the depth of understanding life, and not just understanding, truly embodying. So Bodhi is a fellow astrologer, and it feels my, nothing brings more joy to me than being able to fluently speak astrology with another person. Truly, that's such a love language for me. 
uh, my my soul feels so understood and oh, I could cry right now. Besides that, Bodhi is also a wonderful body worker, a meditator, and also a podcaster. Now there are many many beautiful parts that body brings to life as also a manifesting generator. <laughs> um, but it seems like his passions and service at this point truly come alive in the field of relating, sexuality, building epic loving communities, uh, guiding profound meditations, and, well, so many different things, including plant medicine journeys. And like I said, we have two parts of this podcast. Um, collaboration, exploration, because the first one had such a shit quality that we decided to meet up again, also just because it's super fun and we love it. And we want to take you along on this journey without destination. And you'll see how this is a big threat throughout both of podcast episodes. Now, they're not the same, they're different, because one was also recorded under the sun in Sagittarius, and we both have quite strong Sagittarius energies in our charts. But then it's really interesting to see how the pace and the flow kind of shifted as we recorded this episode that you're currently tuning in under the Capricorn sun. (laughs) And, you know, this conversation touches on some beautiful aspects that help support us on this ongoing journey uh, deeper into ourselves, others, and life itself. It doesn't really have a structure, but I feel like the flow is perfect. So we start on the relating front, but we don't stay so long on the human-to-human relating uh, sphere. We go way deeper into human-to-life, to soul, to the earth realms. We discuss what does it look like to take responsibility for our freedom and to truly listen to our inner authority. These are big Capricorn themes, but the conversation definitely takes quite a paradoxical twist as the whole of life, as astrology, and also the sign of the Capricorn. So yeah, I invite you to flow with us till the end because I feel like this is really where it gets extra juicy um, as we start talking about death and reflecting on our lives from this perspective on being on our death path. And especially if you're listening this towards the end of the year or the beginning of the year, I feel like this is such a beautiful, even the whole winter theme analogy. (laughs) This is not your typical Capricorn episode. Um, but a very heartful and funky one. Mm. It's not about a destination, it's about a journey. <laughs> and funny enough, as I edited this podcast, I saw this photo on Instagram asking, which one is more important, the journey or the destination? And the reply was, the company. <laughs> And so we invite you into our company to be present with us here, Um, present with yourself, with your body, with your breath, and truly devote this time to something that means a lot to you. Let a journey begin. (laughs) I'll have what she's having. Bodhi. Hello. 
Take two. Here we are again. <laughs> let's see, let's see what kind of portals we travel through today. So we did record a podcast episode a few days ago when you we unexpectedly bumped into each other here in Bali. And when I listened to it back, well, there was a lot of improvisation with Mars retrograding in Gemini and Mercury in the shadow retrograde phase. <laughs> and I listened back to it and it sounds like we're in a tunnel. Yes, I believe we recorded in a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> in a bunker, yes. yes. But also it was like interesting because we were in a very hmm, fascinating portal, I feel. We both came with particular energetics and I love that that was just the result that it came out <laughs> I mean what's I want to just there seems to be something so profoundly like perfect about all of life obviously but like around this moment so it's like we ran into each other randomly and we're talking and I, I just like want to recognize that our conversation at this restaurant we were at the other day was so great that we were both inspired and we were like, I want to do, let's do a podcast. <laughs> and we're like, let's do one with, oh, you're like Sagittarius season. You have like a thousand planets in Sagittarius. Like, let's do this. Mm. And then it was so beautiful because it was like, well, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm flying to Brisbane. I don't know if we'll have time. And then we perfectly had this window of time before my flight. And then a lot of amazing things happened. And one was a lot of the podcast was about the journey and not the destination. Yes. Like this was like almost all the stories came back to like, oh yeah, enjoying the moment for the moment. And then whatever, I got to the top of the mountain or I didn't. And it was hilarious because then in leaving, two amazing things happened. One, the recording was shit. It was just like, oh yeah, like it's about the journey, not the destination. It was actually just a podcast for us. It was a great conversation, <laughs> a beautiful journey. <laughs> and then I missed my flight. And this is like mm. funnier. Um, yes. that wow in the end there actually was an abundance of time and mm -hmm. in the it was actually just for us and I don't know it just it feels so somehow relevant to like to have to start whatever's about to happen now mm. like even like fresh like fresh in the quality of like oh yeah this is a different journey mm. with sense you know or whatever you know I love this I just really love that mm. Well, for me, it always feels like we're just picking up from wherever, not even it ended. It's just like it continues to flow, even when people are not necessarily together in touch all the time. It's like, can we trust the underlying flow of connection and yeah, the weaving of life that we get to do together? Which is, this isn't possible with every, I don't know about your connections or friendships or relationships, but it's amazing because this is my favorite way to relate. So like, mm. it's like, it's beyond the human. It's like behind the human. It's like two universal beings out for coffee. What do you talk about? You know, and there's a difference between mm. like, oh, I have a, like, how is this? And there's like, there's this quality, there's like catching up, which mm. can be beautiful. At the same time, there's something so um, alive in some, in the deeper where it's like, hey, what's really alive? What's really, what do you, what are the working with right now it's like what are the universal topics coming into your life and I want to hear those stories you know yeah it's true I sometimes forget about it because I feel like this is so much of what I prioritize in my life and this is so much for what I stand for but yeah it's nice to sometimes almost bring 
banalization into situations like something really weird needs to happen to be like whoom okay what is that zoom out or zoom in sometimes um and it's interesting i had this conversation with um my client my coaching client yesterday about you know bumping into the same old patterns and what really came through is like yes but how is it different this time when you feel like you have come into the same point but what is different and how that automatically kind of pulls you already into another layer of it so i wonder what is different now <laughs> okay no this is beautiful like i had this moment when i missed my flight the other day there was this feeling of like sa like sadness confusion I'm like, what, what's happening? Something's happening right now and I'm not sure what it is. And within that, I mean, a lot of really interesting things happen. One was just this, like I got turned down because I got turned away because my passport was no longer on the list of passports that could enter into Australia without a visa. Mm -hmm. In a very small moment, there was actually something beautiful about like the recognition that a lot of the world has this problem. Yeah. Like a lot people in their life can't get into the door because of where they were born. And it actually just felt really important to be like, Oh fuck. Like a lot of people have this. And I, and I, I, I have been so privileged in my life. And there's this, like, there was a stopping and a moment of gratitude and a moment of like, like even sadness. Mm. Um, but something that happened in this process of, of like having some type of like an intense reaction to what was happening. Oh, I missed my flight. Things are going different that I had this moment of realization that there was almost like I got a little enmeshed or like codependent with my personality. So it's like, usually codependence that I see, like codependency or codependence, whatever it's called, happens between two beings, right? Like I'm in a relationship and I lose myself in this other person. And what I realized, well, maybe there's also a relationship with like my, me thinking I'm a human or my personality or my ego and my galactic being, right? Like my, <laughs> and like there are moments where I'll have these really intense reactions to what's happening to life. And those are little clues to let me know that like, oh, maybe I'm a little enmeshed. Mm -hmm. Maybe I kind of like step back into my more galactic center. Mm -hmm. And this was something really big that happened this time. And it was funny because in that sense, the patterns and everything that's happening, the details of them can be important. And at the same time, even stepping back from all of that and being like, oh, oh, like, I don't even need to, like, get so tinkery with all of that. I can just step back and realize that this is just, I like, I don't need to fix the person I'm relating to. I just need to step back into my center and let them be them. Mm. And I had this moment with myself, you know, it's like, why am I getting <sighs> up? Oh, yeah, I forgot that I'm actually not, I, I am living a human life, but I'm, there's something bigger happening here. Mm, zoom in, zoom out. Yeah. Wow, I love this analogy also of like the open, closed doors of what are the labels, what are the structures, what are the beliefs and authorities in our lives, physical and metaphysical, that allow us to enter certain territories, whether that's in our psyche, our, our emotional being, or like the physical reality. Like, what are the indicators that we give power to that start dictating our lives? And how do we respond to that? This is beautiful. I love this idea of like the response. It's like, again, it's like, it's almost like 
it seems to be less about where I'm getting into and more about what do I do when I don't get in? Mm. <laughs> Is it like, it's just like, oh, closed door means more time in Bali with a person that I love. And I got to spend a couple of days with someone that I really love. And mm. it, it's funny that we're talking about like Sagittarius season, whatever. <laughs> like I have a very dear friend, an old lover, and she's, um, she's into astrology too. And she's like, how do you, how do the things always work out for you? Like, what are you doing right that I'm not doing right? And I was like, yo, things don't always work out for me. Like I have like these like massive, hilarious adventure stories of like failing, failing, failing. Where like sometimes mm -hmm. throw something up and I'm like, oh my God, last minute someone showed up and I got a ride and this happened and this happened. And then there's also moments where it's like, oh, I didn't book the hostel. And now I'm like meditating in a park tonight. <laughs> like mm. that's what's happening. But can I, can this still be an adventure? Yeah. The attitude towards whatever is happening. Yeah. And there are times where I don't get in, but it's like, yeah, what, what do I do with that? Well, it's interesting because now we're recording this podcast on the turn between Sagittarius season into Capricorn season. And so with Sagittarius, um, we come with this like adventurous, open-minded, freedom-seeking spirit of like, give me the experiences. I'm here for the ride and seeking the truth that, you know, it's a never-ending journey and always revealing and uncovering. But then this Capricorn mix, and I know like these are the two signs that are the most occupied in your chart. <laughs> um, Capricorn that is about tangible results that is about what is the evidence what can you show me what is the guarantee how are we going to get there and what are we going getting out of it um so it's a very beautiful mix of what has what we've been now dancing through and i wonder um how do you see this play in your life happening like in the work that you do in the mission that you feel like you're here for and please feel free to drop any astrological nuggets in because you I know you do speak this language you even have like a little astrology course on it <laughs> boom 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 um yeah what does that open up for you yeah, it's in, it's interesting there's like two layers to it one it's like it's like these two parts where I have this like Jupiter quality which is like anything's possible and then that <laughs> like within reason mm -hmm. and like I think what I see is that like I, I I like being grounded I like anchoring in the adventures into a ground either like a, a grounded practice but also like all the wisdom happens on the earth like that's where it plays out it's got to happen here otherwise it's not anchored and so mm -hmm. like there's, I mean, like, it plays out in a challenging way where it's like, I, there's some sense that I'm a free spirit that wants to play all the time. And then there's another layer to me where I'm like, and I need to take responsibility. Like, what does it look like to take responsibility for my freedom? What does it look like to you? It means like, no, usually it means notifying people that I can't mm -hmm. come or that I might like, hey, before we make plans, I may not be able to commit or like, hey, I'm taking responsibility that I'm actually unreliable. <laughs> more reliable. You know what I mean? Like I have such a yearning to be reliable and dependable. And I, and I, it's taken me years to face it. I'm not. Mm. And how can I, what is it? What does maturity look like? At least for me is letting people know that like, this isn't a quality that you can depend on. 
Right. Instead of trying to force it in a way. But finding your own. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> I have a friend who once said that his consistency is an inconsistency. <laughs> yes. This is exactly what it is. I'm like, listen. And it's funny. Like, it's there's there, <clears throat> there is, on a very subtle level, a much deeper consistency. And there's a reliability, but it's not necessarily to showing up for others when they want me to. Mm-hmm. It is a reliability of listening to my intuition, mm. which looks inconsistent. Yes, your open spleen center in human design that is completely open without any channels. The t- center of intuition, meaning that, yeah, it's fluid. You don't have a consistent energy to it, which means that, you know, it shows up in unpredictable ways sometimes. Now, it's interesting because you also have Mars, the planet of action, showing up, going for it in Gemini, which is a mutable air sign, meaning it's very dynamic. It is unpredictable. It's like the wind that can change direction anytime. Um And with your manifesting generator quality, like I see how this is all playing out. And for me, it was a very beautiful shift that happened with studying astrology, human design, this kind of tools of like in relating specifically, you know, I feel like primarily masculine beings are almost like expected to bring certain qualities of the masculine, right? Consistency presence, showing up, leading, whatever that would mean. Um, And I wonder, how do you see then? Because what astrology, human design made me realize is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, there are so many nuances, even in the way that's going to show up. Like, if we're talking about freedom, what freedom means in relationships to you might be completely different what it means to me. For some, freedom is in polyamory, in open relating, in loving everyone equally. And for others, freedom is actually in, you know, like committing and going deep with someone. And that opens up new layers of different quality of freedom um same with consistency so i wonder how do you because i know relating um and also sexuality is a big part of like what you are anchoring in this world so would love to hear your take on it it's this is beautiful i also just there seems to be something that i just want to share is like we uh, the last podcast we did we did what we're (laughs) the last podcast we did was a couple of days ago i don't know days ago and and i really feel like, shifted <laughs> yeah like i feel the cusp of of capricorn coming like i feel yeah. around this, our conversation like and there's something beautiful i just want to like speak to the beauty of like <laughs> even the pace of our and the quality there's there's mm. a more density that's here yeah that still holds sure. the sagittarius that still holds the adventure but in a way of like okay it's like Capricorn in some ways is like, what did we learn from our adventure and how do we yes. implement it? You know, it's like, wow, you had a great time. What, what came from that? All right, let's put it into practice. Let's do it again. Let's, let's work with those values. So yeah, just. Um, Beautiful observation. Yeah. And also like with the, with the chapters of life and seasons that we go through as people, whether bigger seasons of life or just daily flow, the welcoming of the shift which is also a part of the relating that i do it's like i i met with a friend yesterday and she 
relates in the same way that I do. And she gave me a sentence that I'm like, oh my God, this is what I'm doing. And I have not had the words for this. Mm. And it's funny when we talk about this, it's, it's the same thing. It's like freedom is a huge part of my relating. And what that means for me is that everyone is free to follow their heart in any given moment. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone else in those relationships support the other's freedom. That's the highest priority. It's like my priority is that everybody's doing what they want to be doing. Maybe that means that we're next to each other. Maybe it means that we're in different countries. If everybody in this connection is doing what they want to do, then that's, for me, that's intimacy. That's mm-hmm. like the high, in some way, form of intimacy. There's a deep trust that's built that we're not doing anything out of obligation or because I said a year ago or because I married you 30 years ago and now well I have to fucking and it's just like neither of us like each other anymore we could both be happier in other places what is more important the commitment that we made or the or the truth of what's now Mm. and I'm not bad in marriage I mean I'm bagging marriage that's what's (laughs) happening I am definitely bagging marriage, but like what I what I really value is a listening to what's now and in a and in an agreement to honor what's happening in the moment, um, mm. but in a way that's responsible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and we're back to uh, so, like your definition of responsibility, right? Yeah, which is which is letting people know that hey, this is my priority. If you want to engage with me, this is the way I relate. Right which is like turning from the external obligation into like the internal honoring. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and this woman that I sat with the other day, she said, I'm in the, <laughs> so good. I'm in the business of cultivating lifelong friendships. If sexuality supports that friendship, then I'm open for sexuality. And if it doesn't, then I'm not. Mm. Mm. And actually this, this, feels like I don't know my Venus is in Sagittarius this is what it feels like for me like it's like hey I'm actually I don't want a partner I don't want partners I don't want quote-unquote committed relationships I want friendships where we're all Mm -hmm. free and we can all do do, and we love each other because we're period and I also love being sexually connected with the people that I love Mm -hmm. and in a way would I ever want to limit I don't want to be like hey now we kissed your vagina I get to choose what she does what the fuck is that? I'm like, mm. all of a sudden, I own your body. That is not, I don't want to possess anyone. Mm. I don't want, I don't want to make choices for anybody. I actually want to be with other free beings. What about the choice that comes from the other being? I oh. mean, they're free to have sex or not have sex with anyone they want, but I want it to come from them. Right. How do we know yeah. when it really truly comes from us? I mean, for me, it's a listen to my body. Mm-hmm. It's like a listen to my heart. Listening, is, is there an expansion in my body? Is there a contraction in my body? Mm-hmm. So much mind fuck that happens. Yeah. And I, I think part of that, it's like what I what I want is that it maybe it, it is already difficult enough to learn how to listen to my intuition, my entire life's practice in some ways is like learning to listen to my intuition. It's already difficult enough doing that without the um, input of others. 
So I don't want to be a force that makes that more difficult for other people. And I also don't want that to be a part of my life. Yeah, I love that you mentioned like listening to the body because I do feel like this is that antenna almost that, you know, yes, we get to attune to different frequencies and feel which ones are vibe with our frequency in a way, resonate with us. Um, Because what I'm noticing, you know, with Capricorn sign, it is often seen as like this traditional sign that likes structure and um, some kind of like looks for authority and wants to, it's hardworking, wants to leave a legacy and so on. But the more I'm observing Capricorns that either come into my life or that I, I see elsewhere, they're all actually very Aquarian from what I would first perceive in a way that what I see a shift happening with the Capricorn energy that we are establishing new structures for the collective and like that are coming from within. I mean, Aquarius and Capricorn are connected with the ruler of Saturn, right? And yet um, turning that authority from the external into the internal. And I'm wondering, how do you experience that authority and where has it led you when like maybe as an example of like listening to the external authority of the journeys that have taken, you know, you have gone through and how is that, how has that shifted over time? This is, all right, there's two things that come and that one is, is as you were speaking, what came up, I also just want to layer this in with like, we were just speaking about relating and relationships. And it's like, where does Capricorn come into this? Where does the structure come Mm. into this? Or the responsibility maybe, or the maturity um, is that I I don't consider myself polyamorous Mm -hmm. and I don't want to have polyamorous relationships, let's say in a city. Like I am in the process of like supporting a community to design a community Mm -hmm. where we like in a very responsible way, share Eros and love and intimacy. Where when things come up, we have platforms and structures to process these like global topics that are coming up through our personal stories. (laughs) And it's like, there there are people who practice polyamory, which is awesome that that maybe just wanna have sex. Like they have a a high sex drive and they wanna Mm -hmm. share contact with many people. Mm -hmm. And as long as the are all there I think that's awesome but what I realized is like that that isn't even what's wanting to happen with me is like I want to create a frame of abundance where people can share abundance with mm-hmm. each other and this is I'm just thinking about this now with like Venus and Sag and then it's like but I want a structure I want you know I want the Capricorn North Node in Capricorn <laughs> that yeah, is literally I, in your fourth house of you know rooting creating that family environment and to support the deepening into self, which is so beautiful, I guess it segues into the inner authority. It's actually like, what would it look like if my relationships were actually just a support to deepen into my myself? Mm. Well, the mirroring, right? Exactly. Whether you like it or not, that's what relationships are are doing. If you pick up on it, then you could utilize them, you know? Mm. But what I what I what I've noticed is like as far as like inner authority goes. I notice in my life, there's something so important, which is like listening to my heart, which is not always congruent with what's happening outside. How do I listen to my heart without being in resistance to outside? Mm. 
Right. You mean like when things are not happening the way. Can you expand on that a little? Like, I don't wear shoes. I haven't worn shoes for three and a half years. And I'm not trying to rebel. I'm not trying to draw attention to myself. It just feels really good to walk around with my feet on the earth. I really, really like it. Is that why you pick worm environments all the time? <laughs> a thousand percent, yes. I mean, that definitely started before the shoes, but it's probably intertwined. <laughs> um, but there's many things in my life that I do differently than what's happening outside. But I, I don't like my, I don't want to be in resistance and I don't want to be a rebel. This isn't what I'm trying to do. This isn't the energy that I'm wanting to work with. Mm. I, I am desiring for my movements to come out of joy and bliss. And earlier you said, like, how do we know if I'm like, if it's coming from inside, from my intuition or whatever, for me, it's usually like joy. It brings me joy. Mm. I such an excitement. It's such a joy. That's like already bubbling up right. Now. I can like feel it bubbling up right. Now. I can hear my voice mm. where it's like, this is, I'm like, ah, I can't. Yes. I want to do mm. this. I don't have to think about it my whole body lights up Mm. Mm. and what does that look like to honor myself which might be like hey I need to go to the corner and cry I like maybe I'm in a workshop and I need to go to the bathroom maybe I'm in a yoga class and my body doesn't can't do this position what does it look like to honor my body while not not being like I'm not going to do what you want you know what I mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is a this is a huge question that I walk with it is like it is a it is a daily inquiry yeah, that happens to all of us, but how conscious are we of it? And it's almost yeah. the tension of the separation that we keep creating. And, my, and even just like, what does it feel like? I mean, what I notice is the more I feel at home within myself, the less I seem to um, engage with this with this entire topic. Because I think most of it's like, why we're, like, why do I not want to resist? Because I want to be a part of. Why do I want to be a part of? I want to belong. I want to feel like I'm a part of something. I'm loved. But it's like the more I actually seem to love myself and trust myself, the less I even really care about belonging to a society maybe that I don't even value a lot of the same values. Mm. Yeah. And we're back to the inner authority, right? And I feel like astrology, human design, jinkies, all these systems so beautifully support us attuning to our most natural flow and give so much permission to the mind to let go of the shit that is not here designed for you to even experience like you know yes you can do whatever the fuck you want to do but you don't have to (laughs) oftentimes it's going to create much more tension so you know I feel like I remember when I was growing up my mom would often like judgingly say to me that I always want to choose the path of the least resistance, which I completely disagree. I'm a, I'm a drama kid. You know, like I, I lived in darkness, very much attached to pain and struggle. Um, but it is in the seeking of the truth, like being willing to walk through those thorny paths, because I, I knew there was something on the other side. Is that the path of the least resistance? I don't know. It's like you you can't just run a race. I feel like there's so many people just running a race without stopping and being like, wait, what am I even doing? Do I want to be running a race? Right. What is this race? Where are we going? And all of these, it, it, it like, it begs a question 
it begs inquiry, which is, I, there's a maturity there. I feel like in, in like, Cap, I've seen also like, at least in, in books, like Capricorns tending to be closed minded. This is like, like. I would say focused. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, I like, I've noticed sometimes the closed minded, my dad's got a lot of Capricorn and he'll come, he trusts science. He trusts the tangible results that have come through. And until something has been mm. proven or time tested, that he's still weary. And so I have also noticed mm. cynicism or skepticism, but actually I find this like skepticism is like a beautiful questioning of everything. Like, mm. can I trust this? Or like, what is behind this? And there's like an inquiry, mm -hmm. like a deep maturity of not just following along but going mm. into something and saying, well, what's behind this? And I guess this is the back to that inner authority where it's like, what would it look like if everyone was listening to their intuition? I was giving a workshop one time and at the beginning we did a little movement practice and it was like to find the most pleasurable experience that your body wants right now. And everyone had like 10 minutes, mm. like maybe you're just like sitting and meditating. Maybe you're laying on the ground, maybe you're rolling around, maybe you're jumping up and down, maybe you're kissing a wall. I don't know. There's a million options here. <laughs> and you know, like, and, and like, sucking your toe. Yeah, maybe you're sucking your toe. Maybe you got a flexible leg and um, rock on, right? Like rock on. And at the end of these 10 minutes, I paused the music and I just had everyone look around and like, okay, stop where you are, stay in this position, sir, keep sucking your toe. Um, and, and just notice where everyone is right now. And it's like, and we're all, we all look completely different, but it turns out we're doing the same thing. We're all honoring ourselves. Mm. And like, what would life look like? I'm, I would love to see a world where everyone is following, following their internal. And I'm like, that's what, maybe that's what nature is, where it looks like this chaotic mess, but actually it's, it's a symphony that's happening. I love that. Yeah. Cause it's like, you don't judge the, the ocean for waving. It's what it does. Like this morning I was woken up by um, our neighbor moaning the grass at, I kid you not, I looked at the, the clock. It was 5.36 <laughs> in the morning. You know, and I was like, shit, what the fuck? Yet, it is just my inconvenience. Yeah. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe he just really needed to or wanted to or whatever motivated him. How can I be? Because <laughs> my resistance to that is creating tension for myself. How can I honor the process of nature, which we humans are a part of? If I'm here in Changu with all of like the excuse-moi, but like, you know, Bitcoin boys and Russian millionaires that I don't necessarily connect with on an intellectual level or whatever with our values. Yeah. What is that state of the perfect order that is in the chaos of life? That acknowledges the harmony that is already there rather than focusing on what is out of alignment. Eckhart Tolle said something so powerful that it like, I, 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 in the, I think the power of now, and it like blew my face off my face. It was so good. Is like, it's like the mind believes that through, through like stopping an outside stimulus, 
there is relief. So for example, there's this mowing that's happening mm -hmm. and the mind's like, oh, it's the mowing that's causing this annoyance. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go tell the person to stop and then I can relax. Oh, I did go outside to see. But he's like, this is, this is an illusion. Mm -hmm. Actually, the irony of all of this is that it's the mind that is causing the frustration, not the sound. Mm. It's like your mind being like, this sucks. I hate this. Da, 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 da. That's actually what's causing the tension, not this random sound. Mm. And so it's like the mind's like, oh, it's the sound that's making you annoyed. But it's like, actually, maybe it's you that's annoying me. Mm. And there's something really fascinating here because I'm sure there was someone on the other side of the building that somehow wasn't annoyed, right? Or whatever. Sometimes there's a chicken that's like, bah, 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 and you're like, ah, oh, I love that. And sometimes you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, this is annoying. And it's like, well, it's the same sound. And it's the same chicken. And there's, there's just something really powerful here. And I love what you said. It's like naturing's just like naturing itself. Like mm -hmm. it's just being nature. <laughs> Just like our human processes, our internal happenings, right? It is just a flow. It is just an experience. And when you were saying, you know, about, yeah, like the annoyances that are gonna, like this image of a Capricorn popped up again, which essentially it's a sea goat. <laughs> and I love how so many see Capricorn as like this stuck, structure based sign but it's actually a feminine sign in astrology and yeah. i love because this sea goat it is with one leg standing on the mountains firmly grounded and on the other connected to the waters the emotions the intuition the flow the bigger picture and it is a fucking mountain goat you know that seeks that higher perspective so it's actually a beautiful invitation of like yeah, the structuring, the authority, the legacy of our lives that is kind of, I don't know, help me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like, I'm in this image now. <laughs> There's this deep feeling that's there. There's like a feeling with the movement. And it's awesome because it's like, I like there, there are similarities between like Aries and Capricorn. And we have this like cardinal aspect. Like I'm moving forward. But what's beautiful about Capricorn is that it's a like cardinal earth. You know, that mm -hmm. it's like, it has this deep connection to the water. So instead of just like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. It's like, I'm going to wait. Now I'm yeah. going to move. It comes with wisdom, with that intuitive flow. It has a listening. Yes. Yes. Deep listening and informed, aligned action that actually, you know, with the pacing, with the wisdom and the maturity creates the momentum and the structures that actually give support for your purpose, your dharma to kind of unravel without even much effort. Like the hard work is in almost like holding the space and allowing the flow to be. It's not in doing more. It's not a jackhammer, you know, like, and you're right. Like, it's like, <laughs> it is the both, it is the action and the pause in one sign. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that. It's, and it's like a wisdom that knows that things that last take time. There needs to be a slowness. There needs to be some sense of listening to create something that will last and that will support an entire, like, group of people, society, the way I also see Capricorn is like, 
Like I see Taurus mm. in some ways of our like planet, like the earth, like Virgo is the structure of our mind and Capricorn is the structure of a people. Like mm. that holds us together. It's, it is like, it is, it is that which holds a group of people together in some ways, whether it's tradition or values in some way, or like at least hierarchy in politics. It's like, it's, yeah. it's, it supports an entire group, which is, it's, that's a big journey. Capricorn is on a big journey where it's like, Hey, I'm looking out for the world or for society mm. for a generation. Mm. I need slowly. I can't just do what I want. Mm. You know? Oh, yes. I love that. Um, because that legacy, the impact that we're trying to create, like noticing that it is bigger than us. So what does that require of us to step into? Yeah. What needs to die? And it's it's crazy that we're talking about this now because like I I just met a group of people who are in the we're in the process of birthing uh, an eco-village, you know, becoming the founding generation of this eco-village. And I realized that I'm in a process, like as we speak, of like a death of my individual story into a group body and it's like for whatever period of time this lasts could be six months could be the next 30 years of my life like there is a there is a desire or a surrendering of the the of the personal into the co collective and this is what's dying for me you know this like it doesn't work when i'm just doing what i want even though what's truly aligned for me inherently, and this is my opinion, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but it's like, if I'm doing what's truly aligned for me in a deep way, then it will also be what I want. It's not that I don't get to do what I want anymore and I sacrifice myself. It's I'm attuning to a deeper part of the me that's making the decisions. Yeah. Yeah. That connected, mature, intuitively open part of you that yeah, recognizes that your core essential desires, that which sparks that um, fire in you is here to actually, you know, it is a part of the greater whole. And so how can we trust ourselves? That's a huge topic with anything that we're wanting to create, right? When like all of the little voices of like, why are we not a person or why it's not the time now? Or why do we not have the resources or the spaciousness or the abundance to create something? So yeah, it, what needs to die in order for us to step into that, which is greater than the limitations. Um, it's interesting when you were talking about uh, how things that we are creating on a bigger scale or even like our life purpose, which mm, here I like to kind of introduce the, not a separation, but the mm, layering between life purpose and life mission. One being the mission being much more tangible focus on the doing here in the world and connecting, whereas the purpose is more like soul-led, connected to the energetics um, that flow through. But you said, you know, Capricorn teaches us that it takes time. It is a building process. It is a process, even though, it, you know, society it's like, no, it's a party. <laughs> um, with Capricorn, yes, but like we are on a mission. Um, and it's 
all of this culture that is now popping up or like the on the online space, everyone is talking about quantum leaping. So on one hand, I wonder, yeah, how do you see that process and um, the difference between quantum leaping and sustainable growth? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. on the other hand, um, I would love to weave, weave it back to relating and relationships, which is where we started when it comes to that maturation, growth and building. This is be- this is beautiful. This is. It's I like, love your sad enthusiasm about everything. <laughs> I know, I'm like, man, this is great. I love talking. <laughs> I really love talking to you. I love. Uh, I really appreciate just these like go- these gorgeous, these gorgeous like pre- like precious gold inquiry, and it's like, I I like that we are stepping into like paradoxes. This is it's like when we talk when we start. When we start to get into paradoxes, that's where it's like, okay, cool. We're starting to collapse things. You talked earlier about like, quote unquote, like masculine, feminine. And um, mm-hmm. I heard a, a teacher sharing like the purpose of like stepping into your masculine and being a pole for the feminine is actually so that once you attract each other, you drop out of those and go into something deeper. You like collapse yes. both of them. And then you're actually, I'm not the masculine. I'm not the feminine. I am everything turns out and so are you and everyone's everything whatever um and i I think this is here too with like this like like why are there paradoxes maybe this is true but i think of them it's like oh there are two things happening on different layers and so they seem contradicting but it depends on where we're speaking from like we're living in a physical plane like i have a physical body that's that's a part of this and i also maybe have an energetic body or something more subtle and whether it's like, if you want to call it, I love the word quantum. It's like, if you want to, in a more scientific way, call it like the gross reality or the Newtonian physical world. And then the quantum world, like there's two things happening here. And I'm sure there's probably even more, but whatever. There's like at least two things happening, which is like, which is trippy if you think about it, because it's like, wow, the base of the physical world is nothingness. Yes. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm like, how how can we be nothing and everything? How can I be an individual and the whole? And it's like, no, I'm an individual. And it's like, no, I'm the whole. But if you look at Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon album cover, you see one light going through a prism making a rainbow. And it's like, oh, I'm like, I, on that side of the prism, I'm blue. And on that side of the prism, I am the white light that creates all the colors. And I guess like, I like, I don't have a specific answer of like, how quantum leaving or whatever, but it's like, there's like things in the physical world seem to move slower than other, other more subtle realities mm. or there, or, or at least there's like a bigger timeline or they, whatever, like there is some love. I mean, a baby takes nine months, but like where you maybe, where you get that baby from, like if you you bring them from the future, you bring them in the past. I don't know where you get your wisdom from. Like, it's not that there are aren't shortcuts. No, but it's like the attachment to shortcuts. We all want shortcuts. That's a part of our culture now. Like, why do we need it? Like, what are we trying to bypass and suppress? What are we trying to miss out on and not see the value of, you know, the situations that do feel icky? And this is where the tension gets created. And we're back to, like, the attitude. And is it just my ego that wants to like, it's like, 
is it just my ego that wants to have all the information so that I'm the one who created the thing for everyone and then I get known and I'm loved? Like, there's this thing that I've been doing lately, and maybe this is this is connected to quantum leaping. It's like a time travel in a way where I like jump to my de- <laughs> I jump to my deathbed and I just check in with him as he's dying. And I'm like, hey, if I make this choice now, if it turns out that my whole life, I actually didn't create anything. I was just wandering around the whole time thinking I was creating something big and I actually didn't create anything at all. And my life seemed to be like meaningless in the way that I thought I didn't achieve anything. Like, is that okay? And me and my deathbed's like, yeah, man, that would have been an awesome life. Oh my God, this is so beautiful. Ah, this is such a powerful practice. Like we talked a little bit about death and dying meditation that actually connected us um, in the previous episode that we recorded that I'm going to put out there just for people. Like if someone wants to enter the tunnel with us, you know, you're super welcome to. It's a beautiful one. Um, But like this question, I asked myself that a few times and recently, like, if I was to die in 10 minutes, what would be my regret? Or like, what would I wish for more? I want to ask you that. And then I'm going to share what came up for me recently. (laughs) If you were to die in 10 minutes, what would you regret not doing or being or experiencing? And what would you like to do more of? I guess that's the same, you know. Libra giving options. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one. <laughs> I can't choose. It's funny what came. I mean, what what came up in this moment was like a regretting not being kinder to myself more often. You know, like not letting things go sooner. Not just being like, hey, man, it's okay. Oh, you spent more money than you wanted to spend? That's okay, man. Oh, you you hurt someone's feelings and you didn't mean to and you feel guilty? That's okay. You know, like... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You know, Bodhi, one of the things that I value about you, one of the things that I value about you so deeply is how simply profound your wisdom is. Like, you really strip it back down to the essence to like the most understandable earthly thing yet that being the doorway to such profound releases realizations rising just melting back into love and presence like everything it's okay everything happens from there and at first of all, i want to be like i really appreciate you saying that i feel really grateful and it's like but i, I don't want to like follow this thread but it's like everything comes from there it's like, what am I doing? What is all the sh- all the Capricorn shit I'm building if it's with an essence of trying to be loved? Mm. It's like, can I just love myself? And then maybe I create something and maybe I don't. And it comes back to the journey. It's like, it's mm. really easy to enjoy the journey and r- really easy to let go of the destination mm. if I'm loving myself. Perhaps that is the destination, you know, the constant arriving into deeper love, acceptance, peace within. Being besties with yourself. 
And everything that happens outside is the journey towards that. Yeah. And both coexist. And that's the paradox on, of the underlying. And that's a paradox. It's like, I think we probably spoke about this in the last podcast, but it's like, there's this ironic paradoxical journey of like leaving home to realize I was home the mm -hmm. whole time. And what is that journey? It's like the journey of self-betterment where eventually at some point in the journey, there's a realization that I don't need to be better. I'm already amazing as I am. And that doesn't mean I do everything perfectly. It means I love myself regardless of how I'm living my life. Mm. So it's like, oh, I, I set out trying to get whole and I found out that the whole time I was whole. What a fucking joke. <laughs> but you have to do that. You have to do the journey. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You have to go to India to go meditate to realize you didn't have to go to India to meditate. Yeah. Yes. I'm curious what... Uh, you're on your deathbed and you're on 10 minutes to live. What's, uh, what's your regret? Whoa, what do you wish you would have done? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be edgy and shameless about that. Like it really surprised my answer really surprised me. That was a few months ago. I'm sure now it would be different, and maybe I can tune into that. Um, okay, no, let's tune into the now. I just also want to acknowledge all of the beautiful parts that you kind of mentioned of like, hey, you're experiencing pain. That's okay. This thing annoys you. That's okay. You're struggling financially. That is okay. It's a sacred time. Be with it without resistance. Okay, you're looking for a new home. This is what I'm saying to myself. too. <laughs> like, that's okay. How can you arrive home right now? You know, um, I just really, really want to acknowledge that. And 10 minutes. I want my death bath. Thanks for having me here with you. Like, what <laughs> an know. honor. Let's like bring you into death before you die. What's uh I actually went recently to the death meditation. It was mostly just releasing releasing all of the shit that I thought I needed to carry. Mm -hmm. A lot of karmic stuff and you know, Capricorn is Saturn ruled. So it, it is showing us the karma, also the responsibilities, the heaviness, the restriction, the limitations that we feel like we need to carry. And for me personally, it is coming from a loving space of wanting to take care of all of the painful parts of my past, perhaps even my future, but definitely past lives and the collective and feeling like I am responsible in some way to carry them home but I'm just hoarding. So it was a lot about like, yo, just let it go. All of the worries, all of the patterns that we feel like we're so deeply stuck in, it sometimes just works like a switch. It just comes with a very deep conviction. How to do that? I'll tell you in 80 years. <laughs> like, I'll tell you. <laughs> maybe I'll have an answer on my deathbed. I mean, that's beautiful because in a way the whole life is like a switch. You know, you're on and then you're off. So what the fuck are we trying to do in between? Like, just dance with, like, in the light. <laughs> it's interesting. When I, when I tuned into my question, it was very similar to what came through before. Fuck <laughs> yes. My answer was, I wish I had more orgies. It's so funny. I was going to be like, more sex? More orgies? <laughs> It's like, why didn't I do that more? Like, because I have judgment that I would be this, that I would be, people would think I'm, because I didn't, you know? Like, 
I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to I wish I played more. I wish I was more open to connections. I wish I allowed myself to express even more freely. I wish I was able to see the innocence and divinity in everyone without judgment of like, oh, do I like this person? Do I not? Like, it's just about moving the energies at the end of the day. And yeah, allowing life to move through us. I think that's at the core of it. And just have fun and release the judgment. What is, it is exhausting. I will like raise my hand. I know it's like experience. It's exhausting to be judging all the time. Yeah. That is the thing. Well, leading. not life. It's like my analyzing of how I'm showing up. Yes. That's an edgy one for me because my life's work in jinkies as well as like very significant in human design is actually in the channel of judgment. My son is there. So a lot of my life's work is in some kind of improvement, bettering, realignment. But at the end of the day, it's coming into integrity, which doesn't mean that things need to even change externally per se. And we're back into the internal authority. So much of it, yeah. Integrity of what does it mean to you to be in integrity? But it's also a collective channel of a way, how can I see the integrity in what is and also bring new life to what, where vibration does need to be raised. Yeah. I'm, I'm still figuring this one out. Well, and we, we talked about this the other day when we were drinking coconuts <laughs> around, because I, I also have Virgo rising, which is like, there is a mm -hmm. discernment there and the value of discernment and the value of being able to notice what is out of alignment in order to bring it into a tighter alignment with higher integrity, mm -hmm. which brings a pureness and an authenticity. Mm. Wow. Huge value. And it's like, maybe waiting for me is like either a, like criticizing, thinking better than, judging to protect myself, judging to shame myself or others yeah. versus like noticing when things are out of alignment and sharing like, Hey, something feels out of alignment. Can I do this without whatever? Like, it's like discernment versus criticism, you know, or, or whatever yes. that subtlety is, because I, I totally agree that like, even like judgment gets like thrown under the bus where it's like judgment's bad. We shouldn't judge. Do you like, I'm like, well, I can't help it. I just do that. Does that mean I'm bad? I'm like, it's like, wait, discernment is valuable. Yes. Like what does it look like to discern and let go of being attached to that being right? Discern and let go of that needing to be whatever. Like there's a million things around like, like healthy discernment and the value of that, like filtering. Yeah. There is a value of filtering water because then you don't get. You know, what came to me when you said um, discernment without judgment. I think this is what you said. I was like, that's healing. It's the ability to notice what fits for me. What a beautiful gift. Yeah. Yeah. That's a part of what it means to be a human and to live yeah. at this time and place in the history of humankind. Dude, to discern that the way I'm acting is in alignment with my deepest values. What a gift. Mm. Yeah. Without it's judgment. Like I, exactly. And it's funny. Like, I think there's a process we may have spoken. I can't even remember what we spoke about. But like, th there's this process that I see it's happening. There's like two things happening in life. Mm. One is 
try, like I'm wearing clothing and I'm trying to fix up my clothes mm. and then slowly, whatever, through the path of meditation or self-realization or growing awareness, I'm slow or just aging, being on earth for long enough. I'm starting to take off my clothes and eventually they're on the ground. I realize that I'm not my clothes because I can take them off. And then when I put them back on, maybe there's times that I still want to fix them up, mm-hmm. but it's no longer that like, I have to do this. It becomes so much lighter. And maybe this is, there is a part of me and, and I'm imagining a part of you too, like that wants to be a better person that just, I literally genuinely want to show up the best I can at any given And then there's a deeper question, which is what energy is that infused with? Yes. Is it infused with joy? And because I want to do this and it feels good, or does it feel like obligation or wanting to make my parents proud or wanting to be loved or whatever, you know, which is the same conversation we're just having over and over again. It's like, what is my physical, yeah, proving. What does my life look like if I don't need to prove anything? If I'm already perfect and whole, what happens then? What does my life look like? I don't know. I mean, maybe sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. But You know, I actually read, let me see if I can find it. I, I read and sent this to a friend of mine the other day and it really touched me. Um, it was like um, owning that if it all burned down tomorrow, if money didn't exist, you would probably be doing some version of the exact same thing as you're doing now. So how can we release the tension around that, drop into the trust that our bodies literally know how to take us in the direction that we are meant to go. It is usually the mind that gets to confuse and like expect and judge the process. And I feel like the whole essence of what we've been talking throughout this whole conversation really comes down to, it is not even about the what, it is really about the how. Maybe a little bit about the why, but the why, I feel like the why is cosmic. It's universal. It is so infused. And the how is the human part in a way that gets to deliver or move the why. Like who's driving the car? Ah. Like no matter what car you're driving, what's inside of it? What's inside of the gift that you're giving? Mm. This is the two this is like the physical manifestation the form and what's it what is filling that what's filling the croissant you know i love that i love that yeah this is the inner authority this is that deeper questioning yeah it's less about what i'm more about yeah where it's coming from and the discernment yeah like in that sense a genuine hello to someone may have a more profound impact than building a fancy science center, you know, or whatever. Yeah. The heart. It's it's the tail of Capricorn. Oh. It's the water that, it's the love that exists beneath the action. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Bodhi. <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. Oosh. Oh, shit. <laughs> is there anything else that you would like to add? as we close this conversation? It turns out that like Capricorn, the essence of form teaches us that it's actually not about the form. 
<sighs> I didn't see that. I think that's so king. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank you so much for this beautiful cosmic dance through the waters, yeah. the mountains, the Milky Way valleys, <laughs> and the crevices of your heart. It's truly beautiful to connect with you. And I'm wondering if more people want to connect with you, which I highly recommend. Um, how can they find you and what it, how can they connect with you through what? Yes. Thank you for having me on. I love, oh, I love our pleasure. This is just more goodness. I love it. Um, you and I will have a podcast sometime. Stay tuned. For, Stay tuned. It's uh, coming somewhere. Um, and yeah, I just put out a uh, an astrology course uh, online. You can do your own pace. It's a foundational course that really allows you to like walk away from the course um, reading charts, which is just like I want to get more people able to navigate their inner worlds. Like this is a big part mm -hmm. of my, my life's journey. And um, so there's a, I'll send you a link to that. There's also I have a podcast under the Bodhi Tree on Spotify, iTunes, and all the good stuff. And uh, if you look me up on Insight Timer. Uh, Bodhi Samuel. I got uh, a bunch of really sweet meditations, like really fun meditations. Mm -hmm. um, I'll yeah, look it's, into it's, that. It's good stuff. It's really good stuff. And it's like a time that we get to hang out more. I like that. Um, yeah, that's my stuff. Yeah, we'll keep it there. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. Wow, what a privilege to be able to explore <laughs> these topics. Let's see what happens next month. <laughs> sad moon, sad sun, exploring Capricorn. <laughs> wow, edgy, edgy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gotta send this to my dad. He's got three planets in Cap. Thank you, Eva. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Bodhi. Mm. Thank you so much for staying till the end. I truly hope you enjoyed this and that it touched you in some ways. I would love to hear more from you. I always am so pumped when anyone reaches out about their feedback on the podcast. Any reviews and shares are always so deeply welcomed. Um, it really helps to yeah spread the love and connect with more of you. So... You can find me as Feva Cristina on all of the platforms, especially on Instagram. And you can also check CosmicAsplorations.com for the yummy, yummy, yummy offers um, where it comes to self-paced online programs or one-on-one -on -one sessions, cosmic coaching, three months journey. It's an abundance of possibilities. Yes. Thank you. And... Mm, if this intrigued you, the other podcast is right there waiting for you. Much love.